Good morning and good afternoon. The voyage from Africa to the New World of the Americas was called the Middle Passage. Slave ships usually took between six and twelve weeks, six and twelve weeks to complete the voyage. Can any of us imagine the intestinal fortitude it must have taken men, women, and children? The Middle Passage was the stage of the triangular trade in which millions of Africans, over 20 million by some accounts at a time, when this seemed to be unheard of. They were forcibly transported to the New World as part of the Atlantic slave trade. What were the conditions during the Middle Passage? Conditions on board ship during the Middle Passage, passage had to be appalling. What did the term Middle Passage refer to? The definition of the Middle Passage was the route of the former slave trade of Africans across the Atlantic Ocean to the Americas. What were the conditions? Now let's get down to the real nitty and the real gritty of this thing called the slave trade. From leaving their home, their environs, to arriving in America, it had been an over 2,000-hour cruise, or over three months of being on a ship and lying down side by side, like some would call sardines. An over 2,000-hour cruise. Can you possibly imagine it's a 15-hour flight from Virginia to Ghana. A 15-hour flight. These men, women, and children were packed together. This we know from the photos. Yes, like sardines, below deck, and were secured by leg, leg irons. By the way, major difference between the sardines and the Africans. The sardines didn't have leg irons. The space was so cramped. They were forced to crouch or lie down. Women and children were kept in separate quarters, sometimes on deck, allowing them limited freedom or movement. So what was the death toll of the Middle Passage? Though the great majority of Africans survived the crossing, more than one million died during the Middle Passage. Many men, women, and children, survivors, stepped ashore weakened and often gravely ill. This according to no less than the captains of these cruise lines. And there were those that never arrived at any shore once taken from their home. An estimated 2.5 million African souls lost their lives en route. So as you can see, there is a very good reason that these people were decimated. When they arrived in 1619, after the lovely and friendly Point of Comfort, Virginia, the Point of Comfort, Virginia, unbelievable. They were also sent to Alabama, South and North Carolina, Maryland, many of the East Coast ports, and that heartbeat of the South, Mississippi. 
between the 16th and 19th centuries, over 15 million Africans were enslaved by Europeans and transported to various countries in the Americas. The Middle Passage was the middle stop of the triangular trade. European ships would first sail to the western coast of Africa to trade a variety of goods for people who had been captured in war, supposedly, kidnapped or sentenced to enslavement as punishment for a crime. They would then transport enslaved people to the Americas and sell them in order to purchase sugar, rum, and other products. The third leg of the journey was back to Europe. Some historians believe that a, an additional 15% of the 12 and a half million died before even boarding these ships as they were marched in chains from the point of capture to the western coasts of Africa. Approximately 1.8 million enslaved Africans never made it to their destination in the Americas. The numbers vary, but it's still disgusting. Around 40% of the total enslaved population went to Brazil, with 35% going to non-Spanish colonies and 20% going directly to Spanish colonies. Less than 5%, around 400,000 enslaved people, went directly to North America. Most captives were... <laughs> how do you say? Most captives passed first to the Caribbean and all of the European powers... Portugal, Spain, England, France, the Netherlands, and even Germany, Sweden, and Denmark participated in the trade. Portugal was the largest sporter, the largest transporter of all, but Britain was dominant in the 18th century. The most concentrated period of the triangular trade was between 1700 and 1808, when around two-thirds of the total number of enslaved people were transported to the Americas. Over 40% were transported in British and American ships from six regions, Senegambia, Sierra Leone, the Windward Coast, the Gold Coast, the Bight of Benin, and the Bight of Biafra in West Central Africa, Congo, or Angola now. These enslaved Africans were taken primarily to British Caribbean colonies where over 70% of them were purchased over half in Jamaica, but some also went to Spanish and French Caribbean. The transatlantic journey, as it was called, each ship carried several hundred people, about 15% of whom died during the journey. Their bodies were thrown overboard and often eaten by sharks. The captives were fed twice a day and expected to exercise often forced to dance while in shackles, and usually shackled to another person, in order to arrive in good condition for sale. They were kept in the hold of the ship for 16 hours a day and brought above deck for eight hours, weather permitting. Doctors checked their health regularly, yeah, I'd like to believe that, to make sure they could command high prices once they were sold on the auction blocks in the Americas. Conditions on board were also bad for the poorly paid crew members, most of whom were working to pay off debts. Although they inflicted violence upon enslaved people, they in turn were treated cruelly by the captains and subject to whipping. 
the crew was tasked with cooking, cleaning, and guarding them, including preventing them from jumping overboard. They, like the captives, were subject to dysentery, the leading cause of death on these ships, but they were also exposed to a new disease in Africa like malaria and yellow fever. The mortality rate among sailors during some periods of this trade was even higher than that of the captives, over 21%. There was a resistance by the enslaved people. What a shock. There is evidence that up to 10% of these ships experienced violent resistance or insurrections by enslaved people. Many committed suicide by jumping overboard and others went on to hunger strikes. Those who rebelled were punished cruelly, subjected to forced eating or whipped publicly to set an example for the others with a cat of nine tails, a whip of nine knotted cords attached to a handle. The captain had to be careful about using excessive violence. However, as it had the potential to provoke larger insurrections or more suicides. And because merchants in the Americas wanted them to arrive in good condition. The impact and the end of the Middle Passage was where enslaved people came from many different ethnic groups and spoke, spoke diverse languages. However, once they were shackled together on the ships and arrived in the American ports, they were given English or Spanish or French names. Their distinct ethnic identities were erased as they were transformed into simply black or enslaved people. In the late 18th century, British abolitionists began inspecting the ships and publicizing details of the Middle Passage in order to alert the public to the horrific conditions aboard and gain support for their cause. In 1807, both Britain and the United States, divided states, allowed the trade, or I'm sorry, outlawed the trade of enslaved people. But Africans continued to be imported to Brazil until that country outlawed the trade. And in 1831, and the Spanish continued importing African captives to Cuba until 1867. The transatlantic slave trade began around the middle 15th century when the Portuguese had interests in Africa and they moved away from the fabled deposits of gold to a much more readily available commodity, enslaved people. By the 17th century, the trade was in full swing, reaching a peak towards the end of the 18th century. Stay tuned for the conclusion of Why Africa? Ebony Contrarian, out for now.